I'm assuming at least one or two of you guys out there are wondering why I decided to use my Halloween theme music here. I mean, not really my Halloween theme music. Adrian Steve composed it. We miss Adrian. We miss him. Um, A few of you might even be shouting at your computer screens going, what the fuck is wrong with you? This isn't Halloween. It's summertime, not scary time. What the fuck is wrong with you, you piece of shit? Well, there is a very good reason why I decided to use that theme for this episode, and it has to do with our guest this week. Um, I'm sure at least most of you guys out there know who this guy is. If you don't know his name, you I guarantee you, you know his voice. All right, I've been following this guy for at least three years on YouTube. He is the sound of terror on the internet. I wouldn't know half of the crap that... It's just mind-bogglingly terrifying online if I didn't subscribe to his YouTube channel. Allow me to introduce you guys to Mr. Creepypasta. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Holy shit, you flatter me way too much, man. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I was kind of toying between, you know, the Crypt Keeper of the Internet or the Voice of Terror on the Internet. But, you know, you got to give a shout out to David Cummings at the No Sleep Podcast. He's kind of got that Crypt Keeper vibe going because he introduces in the shows. You just... Dive right in, just smack us all over the face with terror, man. <laughs> I, I try my best to. I mean, I've got like a little bit of my live action shit that I do here and there, but mm. I really just um, what I try my best to be able to do is just full on uh, go into a story. Since I know that's what everybody comes to the channel for is they want to hear scary stories. I do my best to try to give them scary stories. You know, right? I I think my first foyer into po- into um, creepy pastas with you is I was looking up what the hell is abandoned by Disney. I had heard about it online okay. and stuff. And I was convinced that you were the dude that was out there checking that shit out. I had no idea that there was a writer. I'm like, oh, God. Oh, God. I'm never going to see Mickey the same way again. <laughs> no, yeah, the, uh, the writer for that one, he's fantastic, too. He does a, a lot of really great work. Uh, uh, and that was like, Slime Beast, right? Yeah, Slime Beast was the one who wrote that one out. Uh, he did a couple of other. I think he did two sequels to that story as well. If you haven't gotten a chance to see those, definitely go read them on his website. Um, but he he's um, a really great writer, and like on my channel, what I really try to do is I try to promote, uh, you know, small unpublished authors. I try mm-hmm. to be able to get um, get them as much time as I can, as well as like some published authors. I try to be able to get them, uh, try to get get them on and um, be able to promote their work because I really want to kind of I want to help to kill that mindset that um, you have to be a starving author. You know, yes. you, if you're not somebody who's just like, oh, I, I'm already signed with a big publisher. So I, I, there's no way I could ever make it as an author. It's always going to end up being a downside, and I hate that mentality. Right. So I, I want to be able to, to make that a big thing. Like I've worked with uh, different libraries and things, uh, trying to promote writing and, and reading for kids, too, because that's, it's just such a really big thing for me to try to, to promote that, uh, that level of creativity. That's fucking awesome, man. That's absolutely awesome. I'm glad to hear about your philanthropic side, you know? <laughs> Thanks, man. That's, that's absolutely awesome. All right, let's start out. Tell us a little bit about the man behind the enigmatic mask, because the, the number one thing that most people that know you online know about you is you've got the awesome mask. First off, what is that mask? And why does it haunt me so? <laughs> that's what my mom made. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. That, that's exactly what it is. That's, that's a mask that my mom made. 
Um, like all my masks, my mom actually makes for me. Um, I miss uh, Creepypasta's mom. Yeah. (laughs) Mask was terrifying. I hope that wasn't insulting. No, I'm sure she's happy about that. My mom hates what I do. Uh, like, I mean, she loves that I can do it, but she hates that, like, I have to do horror stuff because she really doesn't like, but like, she completely supports it. Like she has a poster of like the little blue man up and up in her house and stuff. It's really cool. Awesome. Uh, but do you want to know about like what what who who I am behind the mask? Like, yes, just, let's let's dive into that. Who are you behind the mask? Uh, well, as much as you're willing to tell us, <laughs> we realize that part of your mystique is the enigma. Yeah, well, okay. So uh, most of my friends call me Spike. That's one thing uh, you've okay. probably seen. Like if you're if you follow me like on Twitter and stuff, uh, a bunch of fans also call me Spike on my Twitch streams and stuff. People call me Spike. Right. Now. But um, I guess that's like the real big thing. Most people don't generally know that. Um, but yeah, that, that's the name that most people call me. They go by Spike. Um, I've been doing YouTube now for, I want to say five years. I, I'm pretty sure we've done, uh, the channel's been up for five years now. Um, the, I have zero acting training. I have zero training in anything dealing with YouTube. <laughs> I kind of fell into this, uh, by chance. <laughs> So walk us down that rabbit hole, man. I'm, you fell into this by chance. You just re- picked up a story and you're like, I want to read this and put it out there for the internet. Well, yeah, essentially. Like, I, I know, like, uh, if you check this out, like, I can give you a far more, like, in-depth look. There's a video on my channel when I had a million subscribers. Uh, it's called, like, Under the Mask. It literally tells you about, like, you know, who I am, like, from birth. But um, there, essentially, uh, when I first got started doing this, I was in college. I was mm-hmm. really, really into... Um, uh, audio dramas and radio dramas from the 1940s. Nice. I think there's a podcast out there called Great Detectives, uh, greatdetectives.net, and they do old radio shows. And when I say old radio shows, I'm talking like um, like old like detective radio shows that were just brilliant. Like they're they're really great great things to listen to. And mm. when I was in college, I got really into that. Uh, really into like some podcasts and things uh, that were all about storytelling. And I was like, you know, I want to try this. I want to be able to do storytelling. Uh, but I want to be able to do it with horror because I was also like working for AT&T and in my downtime, all I would do is read horror stories. So um, it seemed like the best kind of course of action to take. But the the problem I ran into was the um, uh, I, I had no idea how to make a podcast. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know the technology behind it because I, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm. So um, I ended up learning uh, how to make a podcast uh, like just this year. <laughs> Uh, so when I was learning how to do that, like uh, I was like, well, okay, if I can't make a podcast, I can make a YouTube channel. Uh, even though people on YouTube probably don't watch, uh, don't want to listen to stories very much, I can at least do it, at least just kind of for me as a hobby. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started, I started just recording my voice, and I was horrible. Um, I'm like seriously, I keep my very first video up there to keep me, keep me humble with this. Because, <laughs> like, what was your first one? Um, it was called Curious Little Thing. It's by Chris Straub. Um, the it's from a book that he did, uh, his very first book called Icker Falls, which is a wonderful book. Uh, and I'd like tell anybody who especially loves Creepypasta to, to check it out. Mm. But um, it's it's a really like <laughs> it, it, that story. When I did that story, it was it, it was like by all definitions, just horrid uh, because like the story itself is, is fantastic. But my voice, the microphone, I was very I was very um I guess scared. I was speaking into a mic, even though I was by myself. It got me very nervous. Um, but and then uh, also, I didn't. I didn't have a proper mic because I was using a karaoke microphone at the time. 
Uh, I was using Audacity. I knew nothing about audio engineering. So there's like noise and pops and like mouth sounds and all these other things. It just is gross. It's bad. It's terrible. <laughs> um, and it's, but it's, it's one of those stories that just like, I, uh, I, I really never want to get rid of it. And I also never really want to redo it either because it just, I could, I, I'm sure I could redo it right now and it would sound a whole lot better. I could do a whole lot better with the acting because it's a really good story. I like to do it justice. But at the same time, uh, when other, other people want to get involved in the community, they want to kind of make their own um, like narrating channel and stuff. And then they always have that kind of fear of, yeah, but I don't really sound that good. I don't know what I'm doing. And I usually point them in that direction for that video because I'm like, yeah, no one really does. <laughs> you Nobody knows. Figure it out as you go. Started. Yeah. I mean, trust me, I can empathize and the listeners to this show can empathize because I will admit the first like probably 10 episodes of this show, fucking rough. <laughs> I will admit that and I'm so sorry. <laughs> fucking rough. Well, dude, that's also a testament to your fans because like. They they were there. They, you know, you've got those fans that have been with you since video one. Or yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. We got some real ride or die fans on the show. We yeah. really do. And, and the community is getting bigger like, every week. You know, like, these are the people. I love you guys. I would be nowhere without you. And, like, you know, that those are the people you really appreciate. Exactly. Exactly. The people that are there from day one. Okay, so that's how you started out and everything. What... As far as like pop culture and everything, this is a pop culture show. What kind of drives you? Like, what kind of shows do you watch? What kind of movies, games? You a gamer? Uh, well, I am. Like, I just I just picked up Overwatch. Um, oh, who hasn't? Also, oh yeah, seriously. <laughs> I just picked up Overwatch. I've I've been playing the hell out of that game. Um, and like this new game that's come out. I got the the beta for it called uh, Dead by Daylight. Oh, I've heard uh, of that. I haven't picked up the. I I haven't got my hands on the beta and everything. But is it good? Oh, it's really fun. Uh, there was a there was another game. It's similar to this one. I backed on Kickstarter. I've been working with the devs for that one called Last Year, uh, and ironically, it came out last year. Um, <laughs> the game is still in development. It's supposed to come out later on this year, but um, it's it's a similar concept. Um, I think this one right here is just kind of like it's it's really kind of um, it's really kind of based around that asymmetric horror that I that mm. I always kind of wanted to see, um, mm. but no other game has really made it yet. And this one is about uh, one person, one of your friends plays a killer, four other friends play uh, teenagers that are trying to escape. Oof. Everybody has their own kind of specialty thing, uh, but your killer, of course, is stalking them and, and slowly killing them. And it's just it's just so much fun to kind of just play that killer. Oh, my uh, God. That that sounds that, like the uh, Friday the 13th, the game that's coming out later on this year, too. Yeah, I, I noticed I like, there's a lot of devs that are picking up the concept now, and like yes. I, I could not be happier for that. Oh, same here. I mean, horror is hitting such a renaissance everywhere, man. I mean, from games to, uh, you know, podcasting to audio yeah. narrating and everything. Horror is in such a freaking renaissance. See, I mean, this is that's that's like one of the, the big things for me also is like the fact that um, it, it's not even just it's not even just like one field that seems to be changing. It's it's in so many different fields. Mm. There's just growth everywhere. So. And, and there's no real carbon copies of themselves either, except in the movies with the found footage crap that keeps on coming out and coming out. For the love oh, of God, uh, we got it. We understand. Uh, found is, see, here's my thing. Found footage is one of those uh, games. There's one of those those things that's just a current trend. Like, uh, um, uh, exorcisms was a really big trend uh, before that yes. one. And uh, uh, let's see, what's what's another one? Um, there was a there was a hauntings that was a really big trend as well. After yep. I think the first Conjuring and uh, Insidious yep. came out, yep. And uh, it almost seems like now we're reaching a um, area where it's 
we've got a lot of things that are based on true stories, you know, with yes. Annabelle coming out, you know, with The Conjuring coming out, you know, stuff like that. Conjuring Since, 2 is now coming out. That's actually a trend that I, that I see on YouTube as well. Uh, because, like, we have trends in horror on the, the horror community. So, like, the last thing was, um, was the deep web. Uh, true stories is a really big thing right now. Uh, we also right. had a really big thing about, um, uh, God, what was it? Uh, oh, well, yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's was a really big thing before that. Oh, fuck, dude. I Actually, you introduced me to Five Nights at Freddy's on your really? channel. I did not know what it was. I didn't know that it was a game. So my wife and I are both ardent listeners and subscribers to your channel. I mean, I listen to your stuff while I'm out working my day job and everything. I just kind of have my headphones in. And I listen to Five Nights at Freddy's. And I have no context as to what's going on. And I'm just hearing, you know, this animatronic thing going, welcome to Five Guys. I'll kill you. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> I don't understand. The the, dude, words. it freaked me out. <laughs> I had no context. Then once I did, less scary, yet more scary? I don't know. <laughs> But yeah, Five Nights at Freddy's. Definitely. Five Nights at Freddy's was a really big thing. I mean, now it's kind of it's dying out a lot, but it was this huge phenomenon when it first came out. Right. Um and like I mean even still it might have some more steam to pick up. There's a new games coming out. There's a new uh uh there's the movie that's going to be coming out and everything like that. So it might pick up steam again. But for right now, uh it's you know, it it just kind of um it's it's gone a little bit wayside. Right. Uh, one thing that definitely always terrified me on the whole creepypasta note was the ritual pastas. I don't know why they always got to me so badly. Okay. Everything from Hitori Kakarembo was definitely the number one. As a matter of fact, I did an audio reading for our Halloween episode last year of that. And it always got under my skin. Mostly just because, I don't know, everything that's Asian inspired that has to do with horror always gives me a bad taste in my mouth, man. It's always that much more scary to me. I mean, hell, I'm actually somewhat excited for the Ring versus the Grudge movie that's coming out. I I actually think that one might be pretty good. It um, looks good, does it not? The trailer actually looks a little creepy. Yeah, the um, it's, it's kind of strange to say, but like um, Asian cinema is is one of those those things. It's just because the way that they always envision film uh, is so different from the way that uh, that that like you know we have Western film. Mm. Um, that it's it makes it for like an interesting experience, even when it's incredibly boring and mundane. Um, exactly. For the longest time, I used to. Uh, I, I still go to conventions and things like that, but I, I go to conventions now as a, uh, you know, as a guest, as opposed to like when I used to when I was younger. When I was a teenager. I used to go there all the time as a, uh, you know, just kind of uh, an attendant. Mm. Uh, and there was used to be this company called Cine East. And every year that I went to, uh, or any convention I went to, they were there. I always asked them, you know, what was the best thing you got going right now? What's the best? Uh, what's the number one movie that's selling right now? And I'd always buy it. Because um, they're just so kind of rare and odd to find, but they're so good. Like, like I got this thing called like Dragon Tiger Gate. It's such a strange movie about like these two (laughs) brothers that are like kung fu masters, but like they have a full fight where they go through and destroy every room in a building. (laughs) Like it was so weird, but it's so cool. Have you ever seen Attack on Titan? Oh yeah, the new the live action movie for Attack on Titan. Yeah. Oh my god! Fucking this, incredible! And I thought it was gonna suck, insane. but it was great. Yeah, the 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 uh, that that the designs for the Titans of that one are just amazing, though. That's just fantastic. I completely agree. Um, so yeah, the ritual horror ones, like I was saying, um, 
especially Hitori Kakarembo, they always got to me. Everything from that to the Raven Man and everything. What about you? What are some of the creepypastas that really get under your skin to this day? There was one uh, that was called um, You're Not Scared Right. And I usually do that one at every convention I go to as the very last one because I honestly feel like it's one of the scariest ones I've ever done. It's written by Miss Shadow Lovely. Okay. Uh, and it's the story. If you haven't seen it on the channel, definitely check this one out. Because it's, it's the story about, uh, essentially, it's this, this vision of um, uh, whenever you're falling asleep in bed. Like if you're falling asleep in bed and um, you, you start to hear like the different noises once your, your air conditioner shuts off. So, you know, that kind of, like you don't really realize it, but your air conditioner is somewhat a um, it is somewhat like a white noise that kind of keeps you calm when you're when you're falling uh, while you're falling asleep. Right so, on. yeah. Um, yeah. I so keep like, a fan on for my two month old right now just to make sure he stays the fuck asleep. So trust <laughs> me, I, I picked up on that. So, like, it's one of those things like you ever had that night terror feeling like where oh, um, you kind of wake up and you're in the middle of the night and you just start getting afraid. Like, you don't even know why you start having that feeling of being afraid. This story kind of gives you that same feeling over again. That's that feeling that you're afraid, but you're not too sure exactly why you're afraid. Um, so that that's that's one of the really big big reasons why. And like when I'm going to sleep after I did that story, um, I, I had that exact same feeling. And like wait, listening as soon as the air conditioner gets shut off, I'm like, oh fuck, <laughs> I'm gonna turn over. There's gonna be something right next to me. I can feel it right now. I just know. But like. It, I think that's been the one that's always stuck with me. No matter what, that one has always stuck with me. Um, I mean, there's plenty of other ones I have on there that, that are pretty scary, but mm. um, that one's that one's kind of good. There's there's been some stories. There's been one by Vincent Vanacava that um, I really love. This one's not so much terrifying as it is just the twist at the end. And Vincent's a lot of Vincent's work is that way. When you get to the twist at the end of it, you just kind of I, I will kick over my microphone and literally go. Go over to my my fiance in the bedroom and be like, "It's brilliant, it's fucking brilliant." <laughs> I I can't I I don't know what to do. It's fucking amazing. And like, there's been a couple stories like that. Uh, Vincent's had some uh, recently. The story Baraska, I was like, "Oh, that. that was really good." Yeah, that was that was really really good. Yeah, you were doing um, that run right around Halloween time. Yeah, that was my Halloween special this year actually. Oof, that uh, was really last, good. Well, thank you. The um the one I was referring to though was Little Black Bug. Oh not Little Black Bugs. Um well that one also had a fantastic twist. But um it's Favor for a Favor. Uh and that one has this awesome mix of um of horror and comedy into one. Um and I fucking love it because I I'm a really big fan of mixing horror and comedy. It's like Tales from the Crypt that you had mentioned before is one of the really big things that I, I always think about whenever I think of horror. Mm-hmm. And um coming back, by the way. Uh, wait! Oh, yeah, yeah! I saw that. It's coming back on what is TBS. It? Is it TBS? TBS. So no boobs and f words, but we still get the Crypt Keeper. Although uh, I'm pretty sure not John Kessier. So what? No, it's got to. He does the. He's still touring around cons as the Crypt Keeper. They can't I, have. I'm gonna I've lose track of my to thought, see, but like, I've been trying to follow that one, and I haven't seen his name attached to it. Neither have I seen. Um, what's his name? J. Michael Anderson attached to the Twin Peaks reboot, which is really? so upsetting to me. How can you have it without the man from another place? He wasn't in the cast list, although Amanda Seyfried was. Like, half of Hollywood is. God. Depressing. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, side thought. It's about the devil. This guy's going to kill himself because his wife is cheating on him with a pastor. So the devil comes to him, who's a snot-nosed, fucked-up little child, and says, like, hey, uh, don't kill yourself. Instead, 
I'm going to make it so that you can go kill this guy and um, nobody will ever know about it. You get off the hook for free, no soul involved. You just have to kill him, get your revenge, and I will be 100% okay with that. Hmm. It's a great story. It has a wonderful twist at the end. And the devil is hilarious. Nice. I don't think I've read that one. I'm going to write that one down. Yeah, it's from a, it's, uh, I have it on my channel, but it's actually written in a book of his called Decomposing Head, and it's, <laughs> it's really good. The story is great, and everybody who always listens to it loves the devil. Nice. A favor for a favor, right? Uh, yeah, it's called Favor for a Favor, which is literally nice. what, the, uh, <clears throat> what the devil's asking for, asking for a favor for a favor. All right, works for me. <laughs> so, all right, not to bury the lead here, man, but I mean... We've talked a lot about horror on this show. I mean, the listeners pretty much know where I stand. You having your own horror channel, you know, just the voice of horror on the internet. <laughs> Do you actually believe in the supernatural? See, have, have you ever had any experiences of your own? That's a, that's a hard thing for me to answer because no, honestly, I haven't. It's, it's actually, um, there's a way I usually describe this and I actually haven't in a very long time, but I don't technically believe in the supernatural. I don't really, um, I, I don't really kind of kind of go along with that. I don't believe in ghosts or anything. However, I, I will say I also won't fuck with shit. <laughs> there was a, there's essentially this this whole thing when it comes down to paranormal investigations. For me, it seems like somebody saying like, "Hey, I like there's a cave over here, and I think I saw a bear in that cave, and I don't know if I saw a bear in that cave, but I think I saw a bear in that cave." <clears throat> so. People go around and they get like research on bears and what exactly attracts bears and what allows bears to come out so that, you know, you'd be able to get a good picture of a bear. And then they go into the cave and they attempt to provoke the bear in hopes of being able to see the bear. Right. And that to me is stupid. <laughs> uh, even if somebody did not happen to see a bear in that cave, why would you go in there to try to provoke the bear? I completely agree. Completely agree. No, that's a great way of looking at it, too. It's not necessarily that you, you know, believe in it or don't believe in it. You know, you may not believe in it, but in the off chance, yeah, I don't, don't want to fuck with shit. Yeah, exactly. That's why I, I, I get that co completely. There was a there was a, another narrator who used to live in town with me, um, <clears throat> and she was talking about, like, hey, there's a haunted, like, in the middle of our town, there's a haunted hotel, uh, supposedly, like, the highest amount of activity. I live, like, near San Antonio, so it's, like, right next door to the the Alamo is this hotel called the Manger, and the, there's a really high high level of um, of like paranormal activity. Right. And she was saying like, "Hey, you know, you want to come over here on Halloween? We'll shoot a special. They have Wi-Fi. Uh, we'll be on a special together live stream in Halloween, and um, we'll uh, like do stuff. We'll do like some of like the different ritual pastas and stuff over there." And I was like, "No. Oh no, no. <laughs> I'm okay actually." Yeah, I, I'd like to think of myself, you know, as a relatively brave guy. I'll read about the ritual pastas. I ain't never going to do a ritual pasta, okay? You can't. You won't catch me dead doing the elevator game or Hattori Kakarembo or anything like that. You're not going to catch <laughs> me dead doing that shit. I, yeah, I can't. I, I, that's, that's just it's, – it's playing too much with powers I don't understand. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And like you said, you may not believe in it, but in the off chance it's out there, you don't want to incur its wrath. Yeah. Yeah, no. exactly. So, um, well, aside from your YouTube channel and everything, you said you've hit up the cons. Do you have any other projects that you're working on, you know, auditorily or anything? Because we've got, a, we definitely have a major topic that we're going to get to in a second. But any other auditory po uh, projects that you work on? Well, I mean, like, 
I'm not too sure when exactly this podcast comes out. If it comes out tonight or like later on. I know I'm working with a couple of other YouTubers, and I guess that'll be a thing. Because while I've been sick, um, I've had a lot of guests that show up um, on my channel to kind of help take some of the stress off me. Right on. Um, yeah, I'm you're a part of like life. a network with like Creepy Pasta Junior and Creeps McPasta and everything, right? Like, don't yeah, you guys we, all kind of work together? Yeah, we I mean, we all run our own separate channels, but we um you know we all work together on this <coughs> cross cross promote and stuff. And I also with Corpse Husband, Lazy Masquerade, Mister Nightmare, um they're all fantastic guys. They're wonderful guys, and they've all been really friendly and everything. And I've been like, hey, you know, I've been sick. Do you guys mind doing a story for my channel? They've been um you know. More than happy to be able to help out. Like this Saturday, like so, you know, when we're filming. uh, Tomorrow, I have a story coming out with Mr. Nightmare. um, And he was like, he's really good. Like, (laughs) when it comes to voice acting, he is actually really, really good. (laughs) Fair uh, enough. Because I was uh, was talking to him about this this script. This is one that I wrote. um, And I sent it over to him, like, hey, this is this just kind of puts a lot of strain on us to kind of be, we have to be really loud and big and everything in this one because it has to be real. He's like, no, it's fine. He sends me his lines, and he, I was just kind of blown away by it because it was like, holy hell. Normally, what I've seen him do is like he does like his top tens and all these other things where he's got this really deep, like buttery, like amazing honey voice, right? And um, I'm picturing like the Barry White of horror right now. Oh, he does. He does have like this kind of Barry White of horror voice. Nice. And um, yeah, uncomfortable, he's, he's got, but nice. Yeah. <laughs> But he's uh, normally he does like these kind of like narrated lists, and he sounds very you know, it's very straight, straightforward to the point, and everything like that. So when he comes out, and he's just like full on acting in character, everything like that. I'm like shit, that really blows me away. It was <laughs> it was really good. Uh, otherwise, auditory wise, I don't think I have anything really big that's coming out on my channel besides those. Uh, I know I'm working on Halloween. I've already got got work going on Halloween for this year. Oh, like you uh, do, man. Oh yeah. Um, Anybody because, that's into horror is working on Halloween already. Hell, I am. <laughs> the well, the the thing is, like, because I do live action on my show, um, and in some of the live actions, like, there's actually a continuity. Like, I had to make this playlist uh, because there's been this continuity that I kind of made up uh, as I've been going, and people have been following along in live actions to see what happens. Uh, and I have this bizarro version of MCP that lives inside of one of these books in an alternate reality. Um, and I've actually brought him back again this year for for October. Um, cause like a couple of, uh, I think like either a year ago or two years ago, he was in one of the spooktacular, uh, like series and he shows up, he's super goofy. And then he tries to do away with like all creepypastas in the world using a spell. Um, but Billy is my skeleton sidekick, sends him away. Um, but this year Billy is actually going to, uh, get pissed at me and leave. What? He was trying to get rid of all creepypastas in the world? He's trying to get rid of all horror stories in the world, essentially. Everything will be gone. Because... Oh my god, this is this is like creepypastas meets Once Upon a Time last <laughs> yeah. season. I fucking love it. It it's it's super like oh it's super goofy and like I mean oh like my last god, Halloween. That's fun. You saw last Halloween where all of us got turned into puppets and I made I all the and it's it's just it, i just do really goofy stuff. Like, you know, that's what I that's just, just my thing. I, I do super goofy when it comes down to that because at the same time, like I love my like I love doing horror and everything, but I'm, it's my channel and I have fun with it, you know? Absolutely, man. So um I, I do I do goofy weird stuff. And uh that's that's one of the goofy weird things I'll do is just these live actions. And I I've separated them up from stories now because people don't have to watch them if they don't want to. Mm. But like it's always fun whenever people want to comment on it. Like See me at conventions and everybody knows who Billy is. Like he has more fans than I do sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Uh, well, like I brought up David Cummings um, ba- way back at the beginning. I mean, he leads his pipes to a bunch of different shows that are out there. Everything from the Black Tapes to uh, Hometown Horror. He had a small cameo on. Have you uh, done any of that, like lending your voice to any of the fictionalized horror that's out there as far as like podcasting? Uh, I haven't for podcasting. At least I don't think so. I mean, I've made this habit of saying yes to anybody who asks me. <laughs> uh, like, <laughs> you do a voice? I'm like, yeah, and I'll just send it over to him. And I don't really know where it goes sometimes. Um, but I don't think I've done it for any podcasting shows or anything. I, I've, I've done a couple of, vo- I've done like, um, some bit parts and stuff like that for one piece, uh, the anime. Uh, but I, I don't think like, honestly, that's probably the biggest thing that, that I've, I've been in besides just like my channel is just, I was in, I was playing Lieutenant Stalker in one piece. <laughs> Fair enough, man. All right, so we uh, covered that part. So let's jump into the meat of the uh, the meat of the show here. The whole reason that I was like, dude, you've got to come on this show. We've got to talk about this. You've got a Kickstarter coming out for something that I feel very passionate about. Me being a comic book fan for fucking years and years. I mean, huge in horror comics too. You're a comic book fan? I couldn't tell from the Deadpool shirt, man. <laughs> uh, it's how I roll, man. It's how I roll. <laughs> yeah, I've got Ghosted over there. I just read the new issue of Harrow County before we came on here to record. I'm a huge horror comic fan. You have a Kickstarter up, don't you? Yeah. Uh, there's actually a Kickstarter going up. Me and Vincent Vinakava, the guy I was talking about before, right. uh, opened up the Kickstarter, uh, I think, two weeks ago now. All right. So by the time this episode's up, our listeners should have at least a little bit more than a week of this Kickstarter going live. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've got going on here, man? Because sure, this yeah. has got me so excited. Oh, it's it's wonderful. Um, it's what what we've got going is essentially it's, it's a creepypasta comic book. It's a comic book that's uh, based off these kinds of stories. It's not it, obviously it's not like exactly the stories. We're not going to just remake the stories into book form because like we want to make sure it's something that can actually be made scary and something that's going to be new and interesting for people to see. So me and Vincent Vinacava wrote these stories. Some are based off of um, other characters uh, from Creepypastas online. Like the first issue features the rake. Oh, um, and fuck he, out of here, man. The rake, seriously? Yeah, the, the rake is the, the first one. Um, the next, uh, the second story in there is completely original. Brand new monster and everything. If you check out the Kickstarter, mm-hmm. we actually got some pictures of it. It's terrifying uh, because it's, it's a monster that... Uh, uh, we actually technically didn't come up with. It was our artist uh, for that one that has that um, created that monster because originally we wrote it in like the scaly creature uh, with a beak and like long claws or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and she thought it was kind of like this, you made a generic monster. I'm like, I, I don't know. Uh, we work kind of with words and sounds. We don't really work with the visuals too much. She was like, let me go ahead and take a look at what, what, what she can do. Well, she was working on the page for the monster. She came up with this uh, this kind of creature that that is just like completely skinless. Um, these long like veins and sinew and everything kind of dripping off of the monster itself. And yeah, I'm that, looking at the artwork right now. It 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 is unsettling to say the least. Yeah, that open mouth and everything that's uh, that's there that has the uh, the all the teeth inside of it. That that right. was uh, that. Uh, <laughs> That that's uh, one of those new monsters that like I'm actually really happy about because I think the artwork for that one. If we'd put this story out as a uh, like just as text, mm-hmm. and then uh, we had we had created that those pictures of the monsters afterward, it definitely would have become one of those viral stories. Oh my god, man! This I'm looking at this artwork right now. I'm hearing what you're telling me. This has got me so excited here, man. So the first issue is the rake. Um, are, 
Now, the Kickstarter is up right now. Mm-hmm. Are you looking at turning this into like an anthology series or like a limited series? Is it going to be a one-off special? I mean, how are you guys going to be approaching uh, the comic book medium with this? What we want to do is we want to make it um, a con- like um, a mini series of comics. Okay. Um, originally, the idea we had was like, oh, we'll just work on the first one and then on a Kickstarter, see how if we can be able to go out and everything, if we can hit funding with it at all. Right. Um, and now we've hit like, so that was like the idea is like, we'll just do one. Um, and, yeah, and I, I now, love the goal here too. 6,666. Yeah. I'm like, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah, that's appropriate. I like so, it. Like, I like your style. Well, so, so the idea was like, we're just going to try to do one. Uh, but then like we were at 200% funding right now. Mm-hmm. And um, it, like after that is like, well, I'm sure we could do more. Like we, we could get more people in. We get new artists in. But we wanted to be able because like the the big dream was that we would be able to do like a really big book, uh, and we'd have multiple different artists in. It would be a really long book. We could be able to sell it as like these really kind of like thick things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we found out how much comic books cost uh, to make. Dang and it was like, well, that's not really feasible. <laughs> <laughs> So we wanted to just try doing two stories and just make like a, a double issue, like a special issue kind of thing uh, for like one. Um, but like the more we're seeing like more people have, giving support, the more we'll actually be able to look at like, let's let's see what can we do? OK, what what's possible for us to do? Because right. I would really, really like to be able to do more. I, I'm, tr- I'm just looking at what you've got right now, and I already want more. I'm like, okay, double first issue. I like this. Uh, how many issues are we talking about in the first run? So, yeah, I really like this, too. When you're talking, like, miniseries, are you talking, like, the way Image does it, where they have, like, a story arc or, like, a five- or six-issue run, then they yep. have, like, a break, and then they might go back into another one? That, that's kind, kind of, of what we're looking up? at. Yeah, if we want to do anything, it'll be like that. The, um, the other big thing about it is that if we did that one there would be an overarching story obviously not in between the stories that are on the that are on there because um like you know they're little single shot stories there's two mm-hmm. at a time um and then you of course you got to have the wraparound story that you, know, that's you gotta the have the narration one. we're gonna have a like a narrative kind of story that's the one because um there is the blue man that shows up which is my character for my channel the blue man does show up in the comic and he is the one who actually does tell the stories um so he's he's this character. Um, it's very different from the way that I usually play him on on set, because um, obviously it's not just a guy in a blue mask. It is mm. the actual blue man. Uh, and let's hold up man. for just a second here. I'm sorry. Who exactly is the blue man? Is this a character that you created or something? Give us yeah. the lore, man. There is no lore. <laughs> in the comic, we make up a lore. He's this character that exists in the deep web, and okay. uh, he runs this show on the deep web that. People come to you to be able to listen to stories, and he's this weird kind of blue creature with this, this gas mask on and the tentacles that come out of it that glow and like pump liquid into his face. Um, but really, like when I made him, well, I didn't, I, I didn't even make him. My best friend from college was going to be the the best man at my wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually um, made the uh, made the character based off of a painting uh, that she did of me wearing that that blue gas mask. So um, she, when I was telling her, like, hey, I really want to get, like, an icon for my channel. It's going to be a horror channel, so I wanted to have, like, a clown or something. She goes, like, ah, I don't have time. Here, use this. And she just gave me the, the painting. So um, <coughs> it, it's not really something I was, like, expecting to use. And not even something I liked at first. Like, I love it now, but I didn't particularly care for it at first. 
Yeah, um, I, it's become iconic and synonymous with you now. Yeah, I mean, you think now, Mr. Now Creepy you think the creepy me. blue man. <laughs> but uh, like now, I, I I literally cannot get away from it, and it's it's I love it. I love being that guy. I have I have T-shirts with it on it and everything. Right, right. Um, but in the, we we start to give them a story. So everybody kind of asked me about like what exactly is it? What is the lore? Now you kind of do have a lore to it, also. Like you you have something to go with uh, about the blue man. Fuck out of here. So as of this moment, loreless, but the lore will be in the comic book. That that fuck guys, you gotta get this comic. If <laughs> if you love the channel, you gotta learn the lore, man. I mean we all play Dark Souls honestly for the lore and the PvP, but for the, the hidden PvP, lore. Yeah. <laughs> and the PvP. Dark Souls 3 kind of broke it a little bit. But enough about that now. Back to the comic book, man. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about the um about the rewards and the stretch goals that you guys got going on. Because you're funded right now. You're hitting stretch goals. Yeah, well, we're aiming on stretch goals. Okay. Uh, we hit our first our first one was goal, um, and we managed to get goal, which means we can give everybody the comic, which is like the big, you know, that's the big thing. We want to give everybody the comic. Right. Um, the uh, first stretch goal is going to be at 15K. We're almost there. And it'll be wonderful if we can get there. Um, but like what we've got going on right now is of course you can't get the copy uh, the comic in PDF. Uh, you can get the com- comic in soft cover and comic in hard cover. Like those are the obvious things. Okay. But also we got like t-shirts that are going with it. We have, we have, um, from the community, like the, the different creepypasta community online, uh, we have dif- different artists obviously that are like working on the comic. But we mm. also have musicians. Um, so some of those musicians actually put together this, um, this, a packet of exclusive music that's only available through the Kickstarter. So you get like I think it's even like the cheap tier. If you get the PDF, I'm relatively sure it's, it shows like the digital deluxe or whatever. If you get the PDF, I'm pretty sure you actually get the uh, the music along with it. So uh, you get that one. There's desk like wallpaper desktops. You can get character prints from Chris Oz Fulton, which he's uh, an artist. He works in the comic. He also works for for Marvel on a few topics. Um, He's uh, got all these different kind of character prints uh, that he's done of creepypastas. He usually sells at conventions, but you can be able to get them um, through us for it uh, this time around. Right. Um, as long as you back the, uh, back the Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, what tier is this to get some of this stuff here? I think it was actually just called the character print tier. Uh, there's okay. a tier specifically for that one. Um, of, uh, some of like, the cooler stuff I always love to see is the uh, – you can't get drawn into the comic. Uh, we actually have a page dedicated just to people who want to be a part of the want to be a part of the comic book. Uh, it's written in there for for you to be into it. So I give you enough money, I can draw my I can get my nerdy ass drawn in the comic and get torn apart by Blue Man. Yeah, that's the <laughs> dream. Get... <laughs> that's the dream. The well, like that's the thing. You can get drawn to the comic. Or you the can um, you can get drawn to the comic. You can get uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Oh no 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 no! The the, the Geronic comic you can get your story written and narrated and illustrated. So if you wanted to, I know this is one of the higher end tiers, but if you wanted to, uh, say get involved in the creepypasta community, but you never really knew how, you have this wonderful idea for a character in your head, but you never really um, branched out with it. Right. Uh, Vincent Venacaba, published author, uh, co writer for the um, for the comic book. What uh, this was his idea, mind you, because like. He has it rough on this one. <clears throat> if you have a character that you wanted to have created uh, into a creepypasta character, you can donate to this one. He will write the story for that character. Chris Osfulton, uh, the same guy I mentioned before, he will um, 
write up the uh, he will write now he will draw up that character the same way you describe it, and me on my channel in like this one collective video, I will also narrate that story. So if you want to get involved in the community, you get you could donate to that That's one. That's your foot in the door. Yeah. That's your foot in the door right there. That way everybody knows like this kind of creature that you created and everything. It goes up on my channel and Vincent Venacava, who's well known, very loved author, will also write the story for you. That's that's absolutely awesome, man. So I mean that's some of the tiers right there. What about the stretch goals? I mean, you guys have been a little bit secretive as far as the stretch goals. I know that we're trying to light up the haunted house here. Yeah, that's the thing. Is you want to get you want to get uh, as far to the haunted house as you can go. First one uh, unlocked is Vincent Venicava reading a comic book as he's getting stabbed from above. Um, the second one, and like this is this is in hopes, of course, that by the time that this episode airs, uh, we will have hit the second stretch goal. So I'll let you know what it is. If not, hopefully this will spur on some people to be like, I want that. Right on. Um, <clears throat> second stretch goal is everybody who has bought a physical copy of the book. Um, so that means you're getting a soft cover or you're getting a hard Gremlin, cover. Gremlin, come on. We're learning about the stretch goals of horror here. <laughs> Fuck. And to think I named the company after you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The cat's <laughs> getting squirrely here. <laughs> um. <clears throat> So the, uh, the stretch goal, the very first stretch goal that we have going on, if we can reach 15K, we're taking that first comic book, um, and everybody who's bought a physical copy of it mm-hmm. is going to get a, uh, in, their, in their digital packet that they also get, they're going to be getting a motion comic of that one. It's going to have fully voice casted, uh, different narrators from the creepypasta community and music from, the, uh, from Yuji, who does most of the piano music for the, um, uh, does most of the piano music for like my channel as well as a good number of the other narrators as the well. Fuck out so, of here! So it's going to be a full on audio play comic, kind of yeah. like what they did with uh, Audible with Lock and Key. I don't know. I did not know they did that. Uh, the, oh yeah, the, it came out uh, a couple of months ago. What I was thinking is like it's going to be like uh, if you've seen the Watchmen, uh, where they did the motion comic for the Watchmen. Yeah. That's really yep. what we're going for. Uh, we had experimented around with that before on my side channel, Mr. Creepy Extra, with Spider Man comics. Uh, like we had done a couple like little small segments from Spider-Man comics and just made them like motion ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it worked out really well and I've always wanted to go back to it. So now we actually have an opportunity to go back to it. We have all the artwork fresh for it. Um, you know, like everything is just built essentially for us to do the motion comic already. So as you know, we, we got this one ready to go. Um, all we're going to be basically needing is just the audio engineers. If we can be able to hit that first stretch goal, we'll be set to go. That, that's and, absolutely awesome. I even had a note written down about that. I'm like, have you guys thought of doing this? Because apparently it's becoming a thing. That's fucking awesome. You guys not only have already thought about it, you're building it into the Kickstarter. This is incredible. Uh, what about for the people that uh, might listen to this like a couple of months down the road and they're like, how the hell do I, you know, want to, how the hell can I, you know, give my money to this two bit operation? What about them? Do you guys have like a store that you're going to have set up on your website or anything like that? Or a donation button, a Patreon maybe? Uh, I think what we're going to do is we're going to do a Patreon, but everything should be linkable through uh, creepypastacomics.com. Right nice. now, the big thing we're going to do is, is Creepypasta Comics uh, is going to be the website that we're always going to be using. Um, and the, if you ever want to check out you know, more about the comic book series, uh, the number one place to go to is creepypastacomics, with an S, dot com. Mm. Fucking awesome, man. Absolutely awesome. Are, are you guys going to have a store built up there where you can get t-shirts and everything? Because God knows I want to rep this out at Friday Night Magic, man. I, <laughs> and people be like, what the hell is Creepypasta Comics? Dude, click the link. I don't know about doing the t-shirts. I know um, for a fact that I'm going to be doing what I can to be able to make sure the comics are up there after we're funded. Uh, mm-hmm. So people want to be able to, obviously, you know, if you missed out on the, you missed out on the 
the Kickstarter, you can still be able to get uh, still be able to get your hands onto the comic book. Uh, we want to get the comic book out to as many people as we can as well because you know it's just that's it's our baby. So oh, for sure. Do you guys have distribution? I mean, are we going to be able to buy this in stores? Is it going to be an online only type deal or what? At the moment, it's going to be online only or uh, with me at conventions. Um, we're talking to some other people. We'd love to get distribution for it, but at the moment, we we don't really have any plans for it. Hey, um, do you, uh, the goal for the launch for this is uh, October, if I read correctly, correct? So yeah. it should have like a Halloween release? Yeah, just but, about. Uh, I'm not too sure if it's going to be Halloween. I would like for it to be in like early October so everybody can like, talk about it and then build up some hype around Halloween. Right on, right on. Uh, as far as the miniseries, are we talking like monthly, bi-monthly, quarterly, when you guys can? Uh, it's when we can. Uh, unfortunately, like, the, the big problem is uh, like um, we're not uh, like – we're not a comic book company, <laughs> so we, we can't like. It's not one of those things like we have it planned out where we can do this, and we can do this, and we can do this, and then mm-hmm. we'll have artists lined up from here. We can always just call over to to Diamond, and we'll get these things put out everywhere so everybody can get their hands on it. So we're we're not we don't do that. Um, we're not like we're not a big like anything. We're two guys who literally were fans of comic books. Like I got Superman comics everywhere, and <laughs> I wanted to. You know, I wanted to do a comic book. Vincent's always wanted to do a comic book, and we just sat down and kind of decided, like, "Hey, how could we do a comic book together?" Mm. Um, and so we're trying to get this out like as quickly as best as we can. Unfortunately, it's just like we're not professionals at this, right? Um, I, I'd like to be, uh, but we're not <laughs> professionals at this. So really, it, it is just whenever we can. I mean, have, have you guys called in for like um, consultation or, or anything like that? I mean. I, we're, I'm a part of the generation that was raised on Kevin Smith, uh, you know, suckling on his giant man tits and everything. Have you <laughs> bowed down and prayed to the mecca that is Red Bank, New Jersey, maybe reached out to Walt Flanagan and uh, Brian Johnson over at Comic Book Man at Jane Silent Bob's Secret Stash? I mean, those I, guys are definitely nice enough guys and, you know, a ton of resources there. I have not. However, now I kind of want to. <laughs> <laughs> Do you watch Comic Book Men? Do you know the people I'm talking I, about? Kevin Smith fan yourself? I mean, I, I know Kevin Smith, obviously. I, yeah, I, I'd have to know Kevin Smith. Right. But, um, no, I actually haven't watched Comic Book Men. I don't, I'm, I'm not on the up with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good show. It's a good show. Uh, they've got their own podcast as well. Tell them Steve, Dave. I mean, honestly, when we're talking comics on a show like this, you, you got to bow down and pray to uh, Jane Silent Bob's Secret Stash. It's just a part of what we do here. It's just, it's just how we roll. Um, what about like variant covers? I mean, I'm I'm definitely all up on variant covers for the comics. Like uh, all of the Archie horror usually comes out with two different covers. Do you guys are you guys doing anything like that? Oh, I don't know if I should talk about it because <laughs> I, I like this is one of those times where literally I would be texting over to Vincent, being like, "Can I talk about this?" Not one? a problem. Not a problem. Yeah, I, um, I think we've alluded to enough right here to you know titillate everybody that might be listening to there's, this. There's definitely got me. There's plans for everything. Like we, we've, we've literally been working on this comic and talking about how we can do comics and stuff like that for over a year. So like there's That's stuff. a lot of conversation. So you guys yeah. have thought about the ins and the outs on this. Yeah, we, we've been doing a lot. So yeah. <laughs> when, it comes down to, <laughs> when it comes down to it, like we're there's a lot of things we've talked about. Like I want to do this. Uh, and the big the big thing usually is like well you can't do that because it costs too much money or we don't have the time to do that we can't implement that yet kind mm-hmm. of thing um but there's always the thing of i want to do that um or wait till the kickstarter's done with maybe we can do that like <laughs> which is um one of the things i'm always like 
in for like I would love to uh, as soon as the Kickstarter is done we'll see how much we have and then let's see if we can do that and right. I without saying too much more <laughs> that might be kind of what we want to do with the um, kind of what we want to do with the uh, variant covers because I know whenever I go to conventions and stuff I like to have convention exclusives so. oh for sure for sure I'm sitting right here with the um, variant cover for Chilling Adventures of Sabrina issue one the J Scott Campbell cover I've got that framed up on the wall right now nice. J. Scott Campbell has always been I, one of my favorite artists. I have not gotten a chance to pick up um, the new Sabrina yet. I was uh, reading Afterlife with Archie, um, but I have yet to pick up Sabrina. I know that is after the year that she has spent in exile, right? And then she comes back? Um, Sort of, sort of. Have you read any of the Sabrina story arc at all? No, like, like the classic one? Or like, oh, what are we talking no, about? No, no, the Chilling Adventures. Like, are no. you talking about just the new issue or the entire run? I'm talking about the new run. I am not. I haven't read any of it yet. Oh, okay. Um, it doesn't follow the exact same continuity to this point of Afterlife with Archie. As a matter of fact, it may even act as a prequel to it. They don't intertwine just yet, but I mm. have a feeling that they might at some point. But it, it follows a completely new storyline, and trust me when I say it is equally as dark. It really? is equally as dark. Oh my god, with Madam Satan coming up and Zelda and everything. Oh my god. Salem's badass. It, it's it's dark, man. It's very dark. And <laughs> and this is coming from the same group that made Archie a zombie apocalypse and made me actually non-ironically buy Archie comics. And I'm now excited for Riverdale coming out this this fall. Which is Riverdale. Like, I'm not gonna lie to you. I actually spent time reading uh the new Archie because mm. um the new the new Archie series, despite it just being teen romance. Um, like you it's do, really engaging. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. It is the writers that they've got over at Archie Comics right now. I mean, they're changing the the whole brand of their comics. Um, did you know about Riverdale coming to the CW? Oh, oh no, I did not. Yes, Riverdale Archie TV series coming to CW this coming fall, I believe, is when they're scheduled. It might end up being the um first quarter of 2017, but I believe it's set up for a fall release. If Casting is already out. Really? Oh, casting God. is already out. They're it's, tagging it's, it as Archie set in a Twin Peaks esque vibe. Set in a Twin Peaks esque vibe. Yes. Really? So, w- based on what I've been reading about it, is it's the Archie characters, and it's got still got that 1950s vibe. You still got the like the malt shop and hot dog and Jughead and everything, but it takes place in modern day. So there's iPhones and stuff like that. But people are being, you know, earnest and not snarky and ironic and there's no hipsters. So that in itself kind of gives you that what the hell is going on here vibe. But yeah, they're tagging this as Archie with a Twin Peaks vibe, which makes me all about it. You know, they're not doing the afterlife with Archie bit there, at least not yet. But they're definitely making me excited. And it's uh, Berlanti. Is it Berlanti? It's definitely Kreisberg that's um, behind this, too. The guys that make Arrow and Flash. Yeah. And That's pretty it, awesome. Oh, tell me about it. I mean, these guys lately they can do no wrong. You know, yeah. Legends, <laughs> Supergirl. That, yeah, any superhero television show that's come out, with the exception of Constantine, which breaks my heart, um, has yep. been just taking off like crazy. Exactly. Now we got Supergirl mech moving back over to CW, and uh, also uh, supposedly Clark's supposed to be showing up in the next uh, the next season of Supergirl too. I've heard that. I've definitely heard that. And, which oh I'm excited. I'm all about Superman, man. <laughs> I, I definitely hear it. So that was one of the comics you were saying that you grew up with. What what else did you used to read? What kind of gave you uh, that love for comics? You're not going to like that. I, I was um, – when I was a kid, I collected Sonic the Hedgehog comic books. 
Why would I not like that? I played the <laughs> shit out of Sonic 2. <laughs> oh, most people give me shit. No, most people give me shit for that. I, I collected Sonic the Hedgehog comic books. I was big into Spider-Man. Um, I really liked The Incredible Hulk. Um, especially during uh, The Incredible Hulk's run when he was on Planet Hulk was just amazing. Um, Thor Ragnarok. I, I didn't start getting into DC comics until... Uh, actually, like until like I kind of fell out of out of love with Marvel. Sometime after the Dark Avengers, I ended up falling out of love with Marvel comics. But the um, the DC comics uh, have, have also just been like this amazing thing for me. Like following each one of the crises and now Rebirth. Yep. Like Rebirth is fucking insane. <laughs> have you have you picked up the latest issue of Captain America? Where spoilers, you find out that he's a member of Hydra and has I, been. This whole I haven't time. read it, but like I I, I I don't live under a rock. I know. I've heard of this one. Everybody's been talking about that for years. Oh, dude, tell me about it. Years, well, not years, but everybody's been talking about that for forever now. Right on. Yeah, I mean, way back in the day, I was I was definitely reading The Savage Dragon by Eric Larson. I mean, I was big into Image when Image first dropped down. You know, Spawn, Todd McFarlane, you know, uh, Wildcats. You know, I was reading a lot of those, but I've always loved Batman. Batman's always been my jam. Shadow of the Bat, Dark Knight Rises, they've always been my jam, dude. Marvel's come along recently. I've gotten back into Marvel, and I I honestly blame the movies for that. But yeah, yeah, definitely. I'll be like, see, that was my thing back in um, the Civil War, um, like the actual like the first Civil War um, in the comic book form. Mm. Uh, I was super into it. Like I I was got so into the Civil War, the Secret Invasion. I was super into it. Right. Um, and then like the Dark Avengers happened, and I was also super into that. And I started reading the Thunderbolts afterward. Uh, but like, then it just, I don't know. It's kind of petered off. It was the same thing. Like when the new 52 started up with DC, I was kind of like, I wanted, to, I really wanted to like it, I wanted to like it a lot. Mm. Um, but I just, I, it just, it seemed wrong. <laughs> so I could not get into the new 52. It wasn't until actually, yeah. um, uh, low, uh, especially once, what is it? Superman like shaved his head now, uh, that like Clark shaved his head and everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. I just, I couldn't get into it again. And, um, when I uh, eventually got into it again, thanks to Lois and Clark, mm-hmm. um, Lois and Clark really kind of got it for me because it did that whole um, alternate universes still exist kind of thing. Because I was waiting for the longest time for them to say, like, the New 52 is another universe. It's an alternate universe. I was just waiting for that to happen. And yeah. it didn't. <laughs> I thought after that it was. Like, and it was waiting. created after the Flashpoint Paradox. Yeah. I thought that I'll, that's what happened. Have you, have you read Rebirth? I have not, no. Oh my god, you are missing out on so much. Oh my god, my head's exploding. I'm writing down so many pieces of pop culture to imbibe, dude. See, that was the thing. Is like you you missed out on the number one thing, which is to say that that could have been the case. We could have had um, the Flashpoint Paradox could have created the New 52. But if that's the case, then Lois and Clark is the Lois and Clark from the old universe. Okay. And they exist in the New 52 because they fell through the cracks. But if they were actually altered the timeline, there shouldn't have been any cracks. It should have just been the new characters. So Flashpoint Paradox. Emphasis on the paradox aspect of it all. Jesus. Okay. Fair enough. Read Rebirth. Rebirth is really good. All right. I'm I'm writing down Rebirth right next to last year and A Favor for a Favor. The last two two pages of Rebirth that just make you shit yourself. I'm in. I'm in. I'm taking the. I'm taking the little one to the comic shop tomorrow. That that's just <laughs> happening. That's happening. All right. Getting back to the topic at hand, man. All right. So the comic is coming. It's fucking imminent. You're funded. 
we're just trying to up these stretch goals. We're trying to make this as big and as bad as humanly possible. Exactly. Uh, what about promotion for you guys? Like, are you going to be hitting up any of the Comic Cons coming up? Oh, yeah. No, I just got back from Phoenix Comic Con. Um, and in Phoenix, uh, we were passing out flyers, talking about the com- comic book like crazy. Um, we met up with some really great other comic book artists. Uh, like, we were met up with, like, Autumn Ivy and, like, some of these other really, like, amazing, uh, like, comic book writers and stuff. It was, it was really, like, a fun experience. We got to have a whole bunch of backers from over there, too, because so many people just didn't know about it. They all got really interested. They all wanted to know more. Right. Um, I'm heading over to Too Many Games soon. Uh, unfortunately, that's going to be, like, the last one I'm able to hit. But, it, like, one of the big reasons we launched right now is so we could get Phoenix Comic Con. Because Phoenix is, like, I think number four in the nation right now when it comes to comic book events. Yeah, it's pretty damn big. Yeah. It's pretty damn big. I love it. I love being able to do Phoenix Comic Con. They're actually... They, they, oh, okay. My fiance just said they hit 90k people this year. Wow. So, Holy yeah, shit. that is that is really huge. And, um, like, I, I always like really thankful to them because, like, normally they don't take on YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was, uh, because I'm a, I'm a horror, that a horror YouTuber, they fit me into that genre. Like, like, oh, yeah, he's a horror guest, he's not a YouTuber. Uh, so I'm actually really thankful that they, they always get that opportunity. <laughs> I'm like a Swiss Army entertainer. I'm doing comics. I'm a YouTuber. I do the horror. I got it all going on. <laughs> I love it, man. All right. So that's that's pretty much all we got time for right now. So once again, Creepypasta the comic book. Uh, yeah, creepypastacomics.com. That's going to be the number one place you guys can always learn about or find out more about the Creepypasta comic book. Fucking awesome. And um, for, as far as your YouTube channel, your Twitter, where can everybody find you, man, if they want to follow along with you? You can always find me, Mr. Creepypasta, youtube.com slash Mr. Creepypasta. If you want to follow me more personally on Twitter, uh, then I'm uh, Mr. Creepypasta Zero. Yeah. And you guys know you can always find me at Robbie the Saber, spelled with an R-E. All right, guys, until next time, I'm Robbie Palmer. And I'm Mr. Creepypasta. And we have just cleared the table.